Okay, stepmoms, this is last call for my coaching program, Kick-Ass Stepmom, Kick-Ass Life. Enrollment closes this week. And I'm not going to give you the whole spiel because if you were interested in the program, chances are you would have checked out the website and got all the details by now. But in short, it is for stepmoms who are ready for serious transformation and looking for an individualized plan to improve their stepfamily life. Doesn't matter what your stepfamily situation looks like, this program will work for you. It will help you improve relationships, your communication skills, set boundaries, feel more in control, disengage with love, improve your marriage, even in the most high-conflict situations, guys. So if you're interested, check it out, www.jamiescrimcher.com forward slash course. Enrollment closes this week. Do not wait. You are worth it. I just want you to ask yourself one year from now, if your stepfamily life feels the exact same way as it does right now, are you going to be okay with that? All right. Because if you want change, it's on you to make it happen. www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash course. You are worth it. Your family is worth it. It's time to do the work. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard, but each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I don't know why I don't say the name of the podcast. I don't want to say like, hello, hello. Welcome to the kick-ass stepmom podcast. I don't know. I just say welcome to the podcast. I don't even know what I'm saying. Hello. Welcome. How's it going? I'm going to tell you something, guys. I tried to record the intro to this episode five times today and got interrupted every single time. So I'm just trying to get it done. So I'm not even going to redo that. So, hey, (laughs) the good news is, is I have a really amazing episode for you today. I just, you know, sometimes you just talk to someone or connect with someone who is just such a beautiful soul. And that's what happened during this conversation. I am about to share Ange Simpson with you guys. And I stumbled across Ange's Instagram months ago. And at first I was really just attracted to her vibe. I really just liked the way she wore her biker shorts and a t-shirt. I thought looked really good. I liked her style. Uh, She has an amazing Australian accent But then when I started to follow along and watch her Insta stories, I realized that she has a blended family of her own. And obviously I became even more intrigued. So here's a little bit about Anne. So she is the founder of The Health Hub, which is an online health and lifestyle program, and The Gratitude Gang, which is a community of women supporting women to create a life full of abundance, joy, and choices. The events that she puts on look so amazing. 
so amazing that with all, when all this COVID stuff is over, I may just hop on a plane and join her. And I'm not kidding. It makes me want to go to Australia and just hang out with these women. It just seems like such a great atmosphere. Anyway, so in today's episode, we talk about Angie's life, her experience and reflections on uncoupling from her husband. She calls it uncoupling, not divorcing or not splitting, which I love. And we talk more about that in the episode, but yes, uncoupling. We also talk about her experience as a single mom, what inspired her to make major changes in her life, her experience as a blended family, a stepmom figure, and partnering with a man with kids. Ange has such a contagious vibe, and I seriously cannot wait to share this conversation with you. Now, as always, we'd love to hear what you think. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram at Jamie Scrimger and Ange at The Gratitude Project. So at gratitude underscore project, we cannot wait to hear what resonates the most. And if you haven't already, I'd be super grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and give this podcast a rating and a review. Man, those five-star ratings and kind words are so appreciated. And not only do I love getting your feedback, but it also helps the podcast to continue to grow. So thank you in advance for doing that. Love you guys so much. Let's dive in. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm Jamie. It's nice to meet you. I'm nice to meet you. Thank you so much for doing this. Any time. Where are you? You're in America. I am in, I just outside of Toronto. Yeah, okay, good. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian accent, but I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> I know. You know, and I feel like people are going to listen to us and be like, there's a very strong Oz accent and a very strong really Canadian strong. accent. <laughs> really strong. So funny. So funny. It's it. nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. Yeah, you know what? I was in the scroll hole of Instagram and yeah. going through, and I stumbled across your profile somehow. And uh, I just started following, and you have a very contagious personality. I just thought, like, she, you were just, you're just oh. definitely a light on the internet. And then you said something about blended family. I'm like, whoa, wait. No kidding. <laughs> so you too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Um, so yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to, there's lots of things I want to chat about today. I want to hear all about everything you've got going on, but I was like, you know what? I want to bring this to the podcast because I feel like there's definitely people in my community who could benefit from, yeah, definitely your light and everything that you're bringing to the, to the internet and to the motherhood space. So you cool to just dive in. Yeah. Uh, totally ready. Let's do this. Yeah. So you know what? It was recording because it automatically records. So we can just like amazing. We can just start. We can just start talking. Perfect. There's the intro. There is the intro. So yeah, I guess, you know what, to start, can you share, share a little bit about you and your story and what you've got going on? Oh my gosh. I don't even know where my story begins, but I'm obviously Australian if no one has picked up the accent yet. Um, I live on the Gold Coast, which is like the most beautiful place in the world. I'm close to the beach um, and I have two little girls, Bo and Harper. Bo is eight and Harper is four and they are just the sweetest little things. I have been a single or I I became a single mama about two and a half years ago and I met my current partner or we got together about 
six to eight months later, maybe eight months later, actually, now that I think about it, I need to get clear on that. The last few years has been a whirlwind. Um, and so we live together and he's got two daughters as well. And we have all of our kids half of the week and it's just beautiful chaos pretty much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you have the kids the same time? We have them at the same time. Yeah, we do. So it's, it's kind of confusing, but we have them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and every second Sunday, but we have it so that every second week we have one night with just two of them. So every second week we'll have a Friday night with just my girls. And then we'll have the following week, a Sunday night with just my partner's girls. So they still get a little bit of like that one-on-one time, but also, you know, if we're all living together, we kind of need to get used to being a blended family. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And what's that been like for you blending families? Because it it, it's, it can be crazy and beautiful and sometimes yeah. not so beautiful. And sometimes there's just sometimes emotions. Well, not sometimes, all the time. There's emotions that come up that you're just like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. It's, do you know what? It's exactly like you said, it's so hard some days, but then other days it's just the biggest gift. Um, when I first had my first daughter, I really wanted to have a lot of kids. I was like, I want to have, I, I had a number. I wanted to have seven kids. It's like I want to have seven kids. And like, I just had this vision of Christmas day and everyone coming home and a big long table and just all the different personalities and all the different people. And then, you know, you actually have babies and you're like, wow, that. I'm going to do that seven times. Wow. That's a lot of work. I I don't know if I can be pregnant seven times. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. And so I ended up with two. And so it's kind of worked out perfectly because we do have such a full big family when we're all home. Um, But there are a lot of adjustments, like even the things that I never would have considered, like obviously there's the emotional stuff, but then there's just like, you know, I kind of got really used to just cooking dinner for my girls and I, And now I cook dinner for six of us and it's like, everything is so big. Like, and there's so much food and there's so much washing and there's just stuff everywhere all the time. And some days I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys need to clean up. And this is my nightmare. And then some days I'm like, one day I'm going to be here and there's going to be no mess and there's going to be no noise Mm -hmm. and there's going to be just me making a meal for just Adam and I, and I'm going to miss having this chaos. And so, I mean, I guess it depends on the day. Some days it's the best thing ever. And some days I'm like, when is the cleaner coming? Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's been a challenge and such a blessing. I think that you just, if you go in with no expectations then you kind of, you kind of take it a lot easier almost, you know, did you go in with expectations or no expectations? I didn't have expectations. I learned not to have expectations on anything ever because you can either be let down or it cannot, you know, it doesn't live up to the expectations you had, or it can be so much better than what it was. So I didn't know what to expect. There were things that I assumed, um, you know, I assumed one of my partner's girls would, we would get on better than I would with the other one, but it turned out being the opposite way around. Um, I assumed, they would fight more than they do because they, two of our girls have big personalities and I thought they'll clash, but they actually play well more than they don't play well, which is good because they're similar in age. And yeah, it's actually kind of been, I guess it's just, it's just been constant learning over, especially the last year that we've lived together. 
Um, we moved in together February last year, just before COVID. So that oh, was geez. Um, <laughs> just all went into like a lockdown together. It wasn't bad here though. We had like maybe four weeks of being in lockdown and then everything went back to normal. So we've been really lucky, especially. We're still in lockdown. You guys. I know my best friend is her family is from Canada and she's just, she's like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how people are surviving this. It's, it's nuts. I feel for you guys. Yeah. It's yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. That's it's why nuts. probably why I, I watch your Instagram. <laughs> I'm like yeah. watching the beach in the nice weather I and mean, we're stuck in, yeah. it's getting warmer now, but we're stuck in the Canadian winter. So, um, yeah. That's probably what I was, what I was drawn to when I stumbled across your feed. Yeah. But, you know, I love what you just said about going in with no expectations. Cause I've been talking a lot about that with the stepmoms in my community and just women who follow my page. It's like, that's when you have expectations in any situation in life, you're, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. And, and then I also love what you're saying about lessons because I've always said that being a stepmom is like life skills 101. Like you are constantly yeah. learning these big lessons that seem like they're really about your step family life when actually they can be applied to all of the situations Everything. in your life. Yeah. You're just learning about you the whole time. Like it's literally like a crash course in what are my triggers and how do I deal with them right now? Like yeah. there's no time. I have kids who need me. So I don't have time to be like overly emotional and overthinking things. I, I listened to a great um, audio book. I can't remember the name, but I'll message it to you after. And um, the biggest thing that really stood out for me from the start, I, I listened to it when we first moved in together because I was like, even though I'm not officially a step parent, I'm still parenting children that are not my physical children half yeah. the time. Um, and we're still a family. We, we, you know, we're a family in a way. And I remember reading, you know, they said the thing with stepchildren is you need to love them unconditionally the way that you love your kids. And that was the biggest, like it, it broke my heart because I realized, and it was only early days. So I'm lucky that I had time to kind of readjust this, but my love towards my partner's kids was kind of conditional like, if you guys love me, I'll love you. And if, if you guys are like this, I'll, you know, we'll all be like this together. You know, I was treating them like, okay, well, they're my partner's kids, whereas they need unconditional love, whether they're behaving or misbehaving, whether they're, you know, doing what you want them to do or not, whether they love you mm -hmm. or they don't love you, that you've got to give your partner's children unconditional love like you give your own if you want that in return. And that for me was the biggest lesson because I think that anytime there's been a challenge for me around, you know, his kids, it's easy to be like, oh, they're his kids. He can deal with it. It's not my problem. But the truth of the matter is if we are going to be a family one day, if we are going to mm -hmm. spend the rest of our lives together, I actually need to love them unconditionally like I love my kids. And so learning that in the beginning was such a game changer for me because now it's not, you know, I love you if you behave, if you love me, if you act a certain way. It's, you know what, you can, you, you misbehave and you do the things and if you're naughty and if you're, you know, rude to me or anything, I still love you and it's unconditional and it gives those kids that safety mm -hmm. where 
they don't have to work for your love. It's unconditional as well. So they don't feel like, and I'm, I'm sure you've gone into all of this before, but that they have to act yeah. up for attention or, you know, do certain things to get their way. It's like, no, you're just, you're loved no matter what. And so I'm, I'm really yeah. grateful that I read that book and that that was my first big lesson because I wasn't prior to that. I wasn't unconditional. Yeah. And I think where a lot of stepmoms get tripped up is, love is this thing that you have to grow. Right. And then they feel this pressure to feel like they're supposed to love these kids in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then when they don't feel those feelings right away, especially when they have their own children, they start Mm -hmm. to question themselves and they start to feel bad and they start to feel guilty Mm -hmm. and then resentful. And it just kind of is this roller coaster and just snowballs. Yeah. What I think is important to understand is that you may not have the same exact feelings. Yeah. It's how you show up. It's how totally. you treat them and how, and to, totally. to know like, Hey, Hey dude, you're, you're not acting in the way that I think is okay right now. You're being rude, disrespectful. Like there's going to be boundaries. There's going to be rules, but I'm not going anywhere and I'm still in your corner. Yeah. Like I still want yeah. the best for you in life. I'm on your team. Yeah. And yeah, yeah you're 100% right with that. That's such a, yeah, th- that's such a good point. I'm really glad that you brought that up. It's, I think, I feel like it's challenging for exactly the reason you said, like, it's like, you know, there is always going to be, I mean, I can't say always actually, cause I don't know, but there is going to be this like, well, you know, there's your children that you birth and that were in your body and that you've been with their whole life. And then there's children that come in, but giving them a sense of security around no matter what, you're always so loved and accepted. Like you can't act that way. You can't do that. You're going to get disciplined, but I'm here for you. And I love you. And, you know, I, I just ask myself, when there is a situation that I feel challenged around, I just say to myself, you know what, how do I show up in the most loving way? How do I show up so that this child knows that the behavior is not okay, but that they're still so loved. And I kind Mm -hmm. of ask myself, well, how would I show up for my own kids right now? You know? And, and it, for me, it was just not withholding love because of lack of behavior. Cause I would never do that to my kids. Like I would never do that to Mm -hmm. my two I would never be like, well, you're not behaving, so I don't love you. Not that you would say that to a child, but almost like just giving them that constant reassurance of you're amazing and I love you so much, but this behavior is not okay. Or, you know, you're amazing and I love you, but what you did hurt my feelings and that didn't feel nice to me. And can we like figure out a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you get that mutual respect when you go in with that mindset. Now, going back to what you said at the beginning, you're saying some days step mom life is hard. And then other days it's like, it's this beautiful chaos. What do you do on those days when you feel that it's this, you know, beautiful, crazy mess together that you love? Because I know for me, when I'm taking care of myself and when I'm in a positive headspace and practicing self-care, moving my body, all the things, the step family stressors, they don't affect me in the same way as they do when on the days when I'm depleted, it's like those little things trigger me. And that's when I have those really tough days. Yeah. I think that what you said is kind of the, the pillars of being stable in any family. I don't think this is just for step families. I feel like this is for any family. You really need to take care of you before you can take care of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of mothers that I see, they give so much to their families and they don't give a whole lot back to themselves And then they don't feel good and then they, you know, get angry and they get irrational and they do all the things that they don't want to do or they act the way they don't want to act and they wonder why. But it's it's like that saying, if you're not if your cup's not full, you can't give from the overflow. 
And so I do think that the biggest part is always making sure you're taken care of because usually I'll find, I can't remember where I read this, but I, I usually find that when I'm not good, the family unit kind of crumbles a little bit. Mm -hmm. And my partner says like, as the mother of the house, you're kind of the backbone of what's going on. And when your energy is not good, it does radiate throughout the whole house because that feminine energy is so strong. And especially the fact that we have four girls between us, it's like, there's a lot of feminine energy. Um, but you know, when, when the mother's not good, it does, that energy really does radiate through. She is the grounding force of the family. And so if you're not taking care of yourself, I don't think that it's that the kids are acting different or things are going differently. It's that if you can't handle it, everything just goes to crap. (laughs) Like everything goes down the toilet fast. And if the mother's reacting, everyone's reacting. If I'm not good, my kids aren't good. And you feel it like, you know, when you have a baby and when you're not having a good day, they're not having a good day. It's like energetically they pick up on your mood and they suddenly start acting out because they're feeling that vibration from you. It still goes on through adulthood where if you're not feeling good, they're going to feel and pick up on that vibration and they are going to act out a little bit more and you're not going to react as well because you're not in a good place. And so I think it's like, as a mom, you've just, you've got to figure out what is it that I need every day I read a funny meme yesterday and it said, I just, I don't understand why my family doesn't understand that I just need six to eight hours of uninterrupted me time in the morning. <laughs> I was like, totally six to eight hours would be amazing. But in reality, it's like, can you get half an hour? Can you even just get 15 or 10 minutes? Can you just like, for me, it's, you know, get outside in some capacity, go for a walk, meditate, sit in my room and lock my door because the kids are always in and out. And I have some really strong needs for my own time. And like the kids are always wanting to come in and like they all, like we wake up and all four of them are in the bed by, you know, 7am. And so sometimes it is saying, Hey guys, I need time right now. I just need to rest. Mm -hmm. Give me 10 minutes and I'm going to be super mom. And for me personally, when I plan out the day, not, in the way of like, here's my schedule and here's what we're doing. But I um, have a couple of different things I do. I have what I call a life script, which is on my Instagram page. You can go and listen to a webinar for free about it, um, which I listen to. And it kind of maps out for me what my ideal day looks like, how I show up when challenges arise, the things that I do that are important for my self-care. But some days I feel like I want to journal and write. So some days I'll literally be like, okay, well, what's happening today? what's the best case scenario? Like I go downstairs and we make our protein pancakes together. And then I take, you know, the kids to school and maybe I've got my little one for the day and what are we going to do? And how does that look? And I kind of write out like a perfect day I love it. and what that would look like. And it just, it gets me in the right headspace. I don't know why it just, it just works somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like that too. I, I like to say like, how do I want to feel at the end of the day? Like just yeah. setting that attention, very like Danielle Laporte, like how do I want to feel at the end of the day, which, yeah, yeah just going in with a plan for yourself yeah. and wh- I, what you want that to look like. I love your life script. So do you listen to that every day? Yeah. Pretty much most days. There's some days where I feel like journaling and I don't, mm-hmm. but I have had it, I've been doing it for years now and I change it regularly. 
And I have one thing that I don't teach, which I'm actually, I think I might, (laughs) um, is I have different ones for different days. So like on a Thursday, it's Harper and I, it's like our day together, my littlest, she's four and she Mm. doesn't go to care that day. And so I actually have a different recording I listen to for those days, just on, you know, how I want to be present with her and how I want to show up and, and how I want to maximize our time together and really embrace it because she goes to full-time school next year. And so I'm like, you got to make the most of this. I have one for weekends. I have one for like my work days when I don't have kids because life is very different for us. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like we'll pick up the kids this afternoon. It's Wednesday as we're recording this. We'll pick up the kids this afternoon and the craziness begins. But Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday up until we pick them up is such a different vibe in our house. Like it's, we're both just, we work, we both work from home. It's very quiet. I, you know, fluff around in the kitchen. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. such a different energy. Um, And so for me personally, I need a different life script for different days because the intensity of all of the personalities that come into the house and they come in with a bang. Like, you know what kids are like? They like run in, bags are everywhere. What's for dinner? Shoes. Like, I want to play this. Shoes. They're playing handball. They they love at the moment blowing up balloons and they play like a game where the balloon can't touch the ground and they run around the house and it's just stuff everywhere. And so how I need to show up on those days is very different to how I show up on the days where I'm child free, you know? I love um, that. So I have different ones for different days. All right. If you follow along on Instagram, you know, I love a good hoodie. I love a good plain shirt. I love a good plain sweater. I love a good neutral. I'm really about keeping it simple when it comes to my wardrobe. And I love to dress Reese the same. That's why I'm so pumped to partner with Austin Oaks. Guys, when I first had Reese, I struggled to find cute clothes for her because I felt like all of the girl clothes had unicorns and butterflies and sunshine and all those things on them, which is Totally fine if that's your style, but again, I like to keep it simple. So when I stumbled upon Austin Oaks, I was sold. It's a unisex clothing line for everyone in your family. Austin Oaks items are designed and manufactured here in Canada, made from high quality, ultra soft bamboo cotton that is eco-friendly, sustainably sourced, and so freaking soft. Seriously, plain, solid, high quality pieces for your whole crew. Personally, I am obsessed with their adult bamboo hoodie in ivory and the bamboo crew in gray. And I just ordered Reese the same. You should see the cute outfits that my sister Brett got my nephews. Guys, I can't tell you how obsessed I am with all of their pieces. Cool thing is Austin Oaks ships to both Canada and the U.S. I highly recommend checking them out. You can get all the information. Go shop at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash Austin Oaks and then use the code Jamie10 for 10% off your order. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a comfortable hoodie. It's going to be perfect for those cool summer nights. You're welcome. This episode is sponsored by Stepmom Magazine. Guys, Stepmom Magazine is probably one of the only Stepmom resources that I check out on a regular basis. It is an online magazine with articles from all the top step parenting experts on all things stepmom life. If you've been through it, Stepmom Magazine has covered it. The articles inside Stepmom Magazine are written by a hand-selected team of experts. Contributors are licensed therapists and published authors and stepfamily professionals who just get it. Stepmom Magazine also has eBooks that you can download if you're struggling with a particular issue, such as disengaging or dealing with the ex or having an R's baby and more. 
It is a super cost-effective way to get support and most importantly, reassurance that you're not alone. It is such a great feeling when you get the monthly email letting you know that the monthly edition is ready. The articles are always so timely. To subscribe, head to www.stepmamagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 to save 20%. Again, that's www.stepmamagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 for 20% off. Now, there's one thing I want to dive into. So you, I was going through your uh, website and you were talking about a time. So you used to blog actively and then you took a time off during, you were just going through a lot of stuff personally during, you know, the end of your marriage. And do you call it, it's uncoupling. Is that an Australian thing Um, or is that something you just call it? uh, No, it is a thing. Someone wrote a book about it years ago. Um, and I remember seeing it through someone, we just, we had a conversation and especially while we were going through deciding to end our relationship, I was like, I don't feel like it's breaking up. Breaking didn't feel like a good word. I, I, I really connected to the energetics of things and I'm like, Mm -hmm. break sounds, it's broken. Like I, I said, it's not broken. It's just finished. And you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't use that word. And so my, my ex actually came up with it. He's like, we could just say we're uncoupling. Like we were a couple and now we're not a couple. Um, I I love that. Yeah. Well, we were, the way that we ended our relationship was definitely very unique. Um, and even our relationship now is very unique, you know, but, and everyone's is no one's separation is ever the same. Um, but yeah, we, we energetically, it just felt wrong to say breakup. Mm -hmm. Nothing was broken. There was nothing to be fixed. We just, it just finished. It was the end of a chapter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is done. And so, yeah, we, um, yeah, we uncoupled. It was the best word we could find. (laughs) We couldn't find another word. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so on your blog, you said you talked about why you decided to stop blogging during that time. You said, I wasn't willing to share the process because if someone going through the same type of thing was to read what we were doing and it wasn't right for them, it could have been detrimental for the relationship. I'm not the expert on uncoupling. I'm not an expert on saving a relationship that feels like it's finished. So it wasn't right to share. I thought that was so powerful because it's so true when you're, I think it's great to be authentic and open and, and share the nitty gritty of real life. But so many people are looking to others online for the right way to do things. Yeah. And there really is no one size fits all approach. No, I think that's, you know, and I don't know if it's the same in Canada, but in Australia, if you've got a social media following, you get called an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the name. I don't no. love the word, but one thing I know to be true is that you do influence other people with what you share. Um, and so there is this massive responsibility that I don't think a lot of people with big followings take seriously that you are influencing how people go about and, and people do fantasize about things going different ways. But at the end of the, you know, they, they may fantasize, Oh, maybe my separation or divorce or uncoupling can go that way. And it's like, well, no, you're two completely different people in a completely different situation. And so Mm -hmm. there's no way that it could go that way. And I can share my experience, but I understood that at the time and especially while I was going through it and maybe working things out myself as well, sharing about it would have been 
so not right because I may have mm-hmm. shared something that I thought was, oh yeah, this is, you know, this is it. And this is where I'm right. And I've been wrong before. I've been wrong so many times. I've changed my beliefs. I've, you know, I've been in careers I thought were the best thing ever and I've moved on to them. I've like, I've been wrong so much that I just felt like that was such a big thing to be playing with is other people's relationships, even just by giving advice. So I always say to people now, when I talk about us no longer being married, it's the, I always say we're super unique and -hmm. everyone's unique. I don't, I don't mention that everyone's unique always, but it's true. But I say, you know, our situation was so unique and very few people are going to be able to go through it the way that we did. Um, but these are the things that worked for me and it may work for you. It may not, but these are the questions that you kind of want to ask yourself because yeah, that the thought that by sharing my experience could encourage others to end their relationships without doing the work. Like I was just like, no, not willing to be that person. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's so important. And the other thing I think is also really important is that often when you see these really amicable and really healthy relationships ending online or co-parenting relationships, people get in their heads that this is how it could be for them. And when they can't have that happen because of how maybe the other player is perceiving a situation or hurt feelings or the unique dynamics, that just adds on way more guilt. And then, so it makes a situation even harder. Like people will, I I get messages all the time when, you know, on Facebook, if people are going to like the, there's like the stepmom, mom Jersey and stuff at soccer games and things like that. There's always those viral posts, which are super beautiful and amazing, but very unique. And I always get these messages saying, this is how it should be. Yeah, this would be really great. However, saying that makes a lot of people feel guilty for maybe, maybe the healthiest way for them to co-parent is to not co-parent and to just kind of do their own thing. Yeah. Every, yeah. And it's like, I think when you put that pressure on yourself as well, like my experience has to be this way when there's two people involved. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work because like, it's exactly like you said, if my ex had have been different, if he had have been, you know, bitter, angry, if our situation had have been different, if there was, you know, cheating or lying or something like that, then it wouldn't have gone the way it went. But because of how our situation plus the people we were, we got mm-hmm. to have the experience that we had And yeah, I I totally get it. Like there's this pressure of, well, it should be this way. Well, I would love for it to be that way too. Like I would love Mm -hmm. for, you know, all four of us from both previous relationships to really get on. But the truth is we're not going to all the time. Mm -hmm. We might one day, but it's not completely up to me. It's up to four separate people Mm -hmm. to be keen and willing to be in a relationship in that way and to co-parent in that way. And it's not up to me to decide how someone else acts. So it's, you know, if you put the pressure on yourself, like it's not working, so it's my fault. Well, it's not your fault. It's it's mm-hmm. a situation plus other people equals what you've got. And the only thing that you're in control of is how you show up and how you act. And so if you're happy with how you're showing up, you you, you really can't influence the result as much as we want yeah. to. <laughs> can't control other people. Um, that's actually one of the no. big lessons of stepmom life too, right? How <laughs> much is yeah. out of your yeah. control? <laughs> oh, Lordy, that's, so that's a big one. <laughs> Yeah. So another thing I wanted to chat about is on your Instagram, I was going through, um, you you recently did, I think it was maybe in March, so not so recently, a webinar about your business and just about your journey, kind of taking that next step. 
And I would love to dive into that because you were super vulnerable in this video that you did talking about what life was like four years ago when you decided that you were going to, you know, make a shift in what you were doing. And you were talking about how, you know, you had a little baby and you had a toddler and you, your, your, you know, relationship, you're in the process of perhaps uncoupling and, but on the outside, everything looked perfect. Yeah. And then you went on to say how you were like always losing your keys and felt like you couldn't get ahead and were feeling like you were wearing so many hats. And it just hit me. Like when you said that, it just, it really, really resonated with me because you know, I feel like that often just because we've, we've got lots going on right now. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that time in your life and the leap that you decided to take? Yeah. I mean, I think that for everyone, there's like these pivotal moments in your life where you kind of draw a line in the sand and you're like, enough is enough. Like, you know, and people, it'll happen with their health. You know, they'll suddenly either have a health crisis or they'll just one day wake up and be like, I feel like crap and I don't like feeling this way anymore. I'm going to do something about my health or it'll be a relationship. You know, I'm, I'm going to make my relationship better. I'm going to do this or parenting, whatever. And for me, it was just this moment of, you know, whatever I'm doing is not working. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not working. And I actually spoke about this a little bit yesterday, which it's kind of off topic, but it kind of relates. I spoke about the privilege of pressure in your life. And I think all of the times when I had intense pressure in my life, you know, going through our marriage, not working out anymore, going through becoming a parent, you know, two times going through being next to broke and having to ask my parents to pay our rent, like that pressure was such a privilege because it got me moving. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes what can happen and probably the place I was in just before it got really hard was a place where it was comfortable, but I was almost suffering because of my comfort. So there was always an out. And even in that way, it's like, even, you know, my parents could help with rent. That was like an out that was like, okay, well, I'm always going to be okay. So there's this level of comfort, right? Where we're always going to figure it out. We're always going to be okay. And we're just going to be comfortable enough to keep going. And you almost need to put pressure on yourself. You almost need to have something that you're pushing back against because if you're too comfortable, what can happen is you can get into that place where you don't feel aligned. You don't really feel like you're doing what you should be doing. Like I said, you know, you're losing your keys. You feel like you're just, you know, I'm like my, I'm pulling my hair out. I'm rushed. I'm like, I can't get on top of things. I can't get on top of life. You feel that way, right? if you let that be your comfort zone, like, you know what, I feel this way, but I'm going to be okay. Nothing like no one's, you know, no one's really suffering that badly. That's when it's really bad because it becomes like water torture because over time that comfort is what brings you down because it's it's kind of like, it's just building up and building up and building up in the frustration. And almost what happened in that moment is I just, I put pressure on myself. Like no more, I'm not doing I'm not doing broke anymore. I'm not doing, you know, one time at Woolworths, the checkout chick had to lend me $10 because I couldn't afford girl. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to put stuff back. I don't have enough money. And she's like, I'm going to pay for the rest. You go, you're fine. And I ball, like, it was such a sad moment. And it had had, the sad thing is that happened twice because it happened to my ex as well. While we were going through this, he had someone pay for our gross. Like it was so full on. And 
I could have been like, you know what, we'll be okay and we'll do just enough to get by and I'll just keep with the struggle and I'll keep just keeping my head above water. I'll just keep just enough so that we don't go fully under. But I put a line in the sand and I created pressure so that it was like, no, I have to get out of this situation and I have to get out of it now. And I think that there's so much beauty in that pressure of having something that makes you say, you know what, I really, I have to make a change. I have to move. I have to do something because the comfort is not good enough. And I always say to people, like, you have to raise your standard on what your life looks like. And if right now your life is like, I'm just getting by, my health is just okay. Our finances are like doing pretty well. Like we're okay. We're never going to be homeless, but we're not like, you know, but there's more month at the end of the money, so to speak. You know, we, we have too many days and not enough money. You know, if you're in that situation and you're like, but it'll be okay, we'll get out of it. You're doing yourself such a disservice because you don't see in those moments, the unlimited potential that you can create. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I I created pressure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I created, you know, I have to change. There's not an option here. I'm not doing this anymore. And so I created pressure to change. And in that I know, and you know, and everyone listening knows that there are certain things that we can do to have a better life. We can meditate, we can eat well, we can work in a way that is in alignment with our passion and what we want to do. We can be kinder to people. We can work on our triggers and our belief systems. Like there's so much we can do, but it's really just making a decision of I'm going to do that now. And I feel like that was almost just what happened at that point where I just went, you know what, I'm sick of just being okay. And I don't want my standard to be that we make it through the month and we only have a little bit of debt. And I don't want my standard to be that I'm kind of happy, but I feel really unfulfilled. And I don't want my standard to be that I'm a pretty good parent, but that's about it. I was like, I want my standard to be, you know, because you set the bar of your life. I said, I want my standard to be that I wake up with vitality and energy and feeling amazing every single day. And this is a part of what created my life script because for me, it was just every morning I wanted to tap into the vibration of how my standard was going to become. I want to wake up every single morning feeling amazing next to someone who I'm so excited to hug and kiss and love. I do work that lights me up and fulfills me and makes me feel like I'm on purpose and on fire all the time. You know, like talking about the things like this is the standard. The standard is no longer, I'm just going to get through. I'm going to just be in a job that I don't like. So I don't even know if that answered your question. No, it did. And it was so good. So, so what is your, so you have the gratitude gang? Yes, we have the gratitude gang. So we have, I have two parts to my business. So I have a health and wellness aspect, which is called the health hub, which is all around food movement and mindset. I'm a really big believer that you can kind of eat the good food and, you know, move your body, but there are other aspects to wellness that if you're not addressing them, you're not going to feel great. And those things are even like your environment. You know, what is your home space like? What are your relationships like? That's a big one for me is, you know, what are the, not just your intimate relationships, but your relationships with your kids, with your friends, with your other family members. Um, Cause that really builds on health. You know, stress is the number one cause of disease in the body. And so if we can minimize stress as much as possible, Um, We have a really happy and well world of people. So that's the health hub. Um, And then I have the gratitude gang, which is where I teach women how to create an income online using social media. And I teach them that by helping them to become ambassadors for the program. So they share the health hub. 
they use it, they talk about it, they love it. And so we have a whole bunch, we affectionately call ourselves gangsters. Um, We have almost 2,000 gangsters who share the program and are ambassadors for the program. And so the beautiful thing is, and what I really love about it is they don't have to be, and this really resonates with me, I never finished school. I never went to university. Um, I was destined to just be a wife or, you know, just, you know, I was maybe going to be a hairdresser. Like that was like, I was like, I don't want anything else. That's good for me. No disrespect to hairdressers there. I love you guys all so much. But for me, it was like, okay, that's like the top. That's, that's where I'm going with life. I never thought I could do anything else. So for me, having this platform where anyone can share what we do, like anyone, you know, like one of our girls that shared last night, she's from America. She is a stay-at-home mom and she does hairdressing on the side, but she makes money doing this, just sharing the program, being healthy herself. And it just adds to her life. You know, it takes away stress of the mortgage repayments. It takes away stress of not being able to afford the things that she wants to do, the fun stuff. She's about to come to the Gold Coast actually for, we're having a conference in two weeks. Um, oh my gosh, you know, but then it. there's also, oh my God, it's going to be so fun. You know, we also have, I've got a girl who's a corporate lawyer and she was just like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be in law. I don't like the meetings. I don't like the pressure. She didn't want to do it. And so she does this now and she shares health and wellness with people and she loves it. And she just, you know, she shares the program and she lives the lifestyle and she gets to teach others to do the same. And she creates an income through that. And, and so it's anyone you know, that gets Mm -hmm. to create whatever they want. And I think for me, and especially that four years ago when I was really like, okay, I'm done with just the mediocrity that I felt I was living in, you know, it was, what would my dream life look like? And I wanted to work with other women. It was, Mm -hmm. I want other women to feel like they can do anything. Cause I always just had this boundary of you're just going to be a wife or you're going to go work in a salon or a retail store. And that didn't light me up. For some people, that's like their dream and they would be so lit up by that. It didn't light me up. I was like, that's not enough for me. I want to do more. I want to make an impact. And so for me, it was working with women and that was kind of where it all started. And what I love about you sharing that is maybe that did work or you thought that was what was going to work for you. That's what you thought you wanted. And you can say, I thought I wanted this, but I actually don't. This is what I thought I wanted for my life, but (laughs) this isn't feeling the way that I thought it was going to feel. And I I need to make a switch here. So I think that is so amazing. I think that you are so amazing. Where can everyone find you? Mostly Instagram at gratitude underscore project. I do sometimes blog, but I I just, I so got out of the habit during my separation. I was like, I'm going to get back into it now. And now I'm just like, I forget, but I want to sometimes. And I just, yeah, Instagram's always fun because there's so many different ways to provide insight. And I love the fact that Mm -hmm. you can just talk to people and chat to them. And like connect with people from all over the world. Like how cool is this? Totally. That's the best thing about social. I mean, people give social media such a bad rap, like, oh, you know, it's toxic. You're spending so much time on it. I'm like, no, you're just doing it wrong. Like go and find Mm -hmm. people that inspire you and have conversations with people that, you know, you're excited to have conversations with. It's like, it's the best thing ever, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. There's definitely pros and cons, but you have to go in with those intentions. So perfect. You know, I'm going to link everything, everything, all your links. I'm going to send people your way. You truly are a light. And I am so grateful that we were able to have this conversation and expand our community, Canada to Australia. 100%. Mm -hmm. And I love, yeah, I love what you're doing. I think that it's so important. And 
you know, I don't think there's enough out there for blended families at all, mm-hmm. um, especially being quite a newbie into the space. And so it's amazing what you're doing here. And yeah, anyone who's listening, go and send us both messages, comment on stuff, just love on this. If you've mm-hmm. loved it, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.